Hello, and welcome to Evolving Consciousness, the podcast where you discover more about the invisible world of energy, consciousness, spirituality, and all the things that help you create your dreamiest life and business yet. Here's your host, Stacey Hartman. Hello, beautiful human, and welcome back to this episode. We're going to take a little journey into creativity and the different nuances and tones that creativity drops in from. Creativity is a crucial aspect of the co-creation process. It's where you get insights, ideas, innovative impulses dropping into your field seemingly out of nowhere that doesn't involve your mind or the past or anything else that could limit it. I see them as divine sparks coming directly from source, God, universe, source. And creativity is directly connected to your ability to collapse time, shortcut the process to accomplishing your biggest visions and creating your wildest dreams. All right, let's get to it. One of the things I notice with my clients, all who are incredibly creative, tapped in, connected to source, is that it seems as though creativity is coming at rapid speed fire. There's so many ideas and so many different directions to go and so many things to take action on that they really start to get lost in the weeds and they don't know where to start. And the reality is, is, is that creativity in this tone actually is asking for spaciousness. It's asking for patience. It requires more of a holding. And so part of when that is happening for you, part of what will support you during that time is to be able to slow it down because it's actually our own energy that causes it to come in so fast that then leads us to analysis by paralysis or confusion or not knowing what to do with these creative insights that are dropping in. And so that's the first thing that I wanted to share is that when you start having ideas popping in and sometimes they wake you up in the middle of the night and other times they're popping up in the shower or while you're driving or while you're walking or whatever it may be, and they just keep coming and coming and coming. The first part that I want to leave you with is that you don't have to grab onto them so tightly. What the mind wants to do is take those ideas and just like hold them so tight and it starts to get to work on them. And as it gets to work on them, other ideas start coming. And this is what I mean by that kind of creativity is really just asking for spaciousness. It wants to expand. It wants to be held loosely. And when you grab it with your mind or make it mean something, make it mean something meaning, oh my gosh, that's so cool, or oh my goodness, that's so awesome, or that's so amazing, or wow, I can't believe that just came in. As soon as you attach some sort of label or judgment or emotion to it or your mind grabs it and wants to run with it, you squish it. You squish the creativity. And it really needs space to breathe. And this is what I mean by holding it loosely rather than squeezing it. You don't have to make it mean anything. You can experience it. Experience it and hold it in wonder and awe and curiosity. And watch how this creativity starts to grow, expand, unfold into even something more beautiful. And it's effortless. 
This is the space that collapses time. This is how we can maximize those creative ideas that are dropping into your field. It's a practice. It's a willingness to be patient. And when these impulses drop into your field, feel its power, its immensity, its desire to be birthed. Just hold it gently. It doesn't need to be anything other than what it is as it came in. As soon as the mind takes it and makes it mean something and starts to run with it and starts to figure out more of the pieces or how to expand it from the place of efforting, you can know that anything and everything that your mind is attempting to do with this insight that dropped in, the best it can do is overlay it with all of the past thinking, all of the past experiences, all of your past stories, all of the ways that you've made things mean things in the past. And this is what strangles the creativity. It cuts its life force energy right out of it. It stops it from being able to be birthed into something really powerful, something new and innovative. It prevents it from being able to be created into matter that's never been created before. The image that came through during this channeling session was that these creative impulses are like smoke. And when the mind takes hold of it and tries to grab it by, again, making it mean something or judging it as being amazing or whatever it may be, it instantly dissipates. You can't hold smoke. The minute you attempt to, it separates. It can't take form. It can't stay connected. You're only able to get a tiny amount of its full capacity and potential when the mind steps in. So the longer you can allow it to take form on its own accord, to trickle in, to watch it and be the observer of it as opposed to the owner of it and the molder of it and the creator of it, the more powerful it can be. I'm going to switch gears here now, now that we understand that creativity wants to be played with, wants to be allowed to simply exist, that it will take on energy of its own. Now I want to shift gears a little bit because there's actually two ways that I've realized I receive these creative impulses. One is through insights. And the other is through, I don't have another label for this yet. Right now I'm calling it creativity and insights. I'd like to come up with a different word than creativity because it kind of all melds together. But for now we're going to say creativity and insights because that's how it was delivered to me. So there's raw creativity and then there's insights. And there's a big difference between these two and what you do with them And what I want to share is how to discern what the impulse is, if it's raw creativity or if it's an insight. So I want to start by using the analogy of musical notes. Raw creativity is like a long note. Insights are like staccato, short notes. Raw creativity unfolds slowly. It takes a while for it to come into form, for all the pieces to drop in. 
Insight, on the other hand, is concise and fast. As you continue to tap into your intuitive powers and your ability to co-create with Gus, God Universe Source, it's really important to be able to discern what is raw creativity and what is an insight. So let's keep diving in. Insights can be very abrupt, directive, and clear. Raw creativity, on the other hand, is a little more elusive, mysterious. It's softer. It's more like a flutter, an inkling, versus a knowing. Where we start to cross the lines about what to do with the creative impulses coming in is when we take creativity and treat it like an insight and attempt to put it into action before it's ready to be put into action. Both of these impulses, intuitive impulses, raw creativity and insight are coming directly from source. It's your oneness. It's your connectedness to the entire field, to the all. And as you learn to discern these two different tones, these two ways that God Universe Source speaks to you, you'll be able to know exactly what to do with the impulses that are coming through to you. So insight tones are action tones. This is where I've been teaching a concept for a number of years of insight act. I've become really masterful at insight act. What this particular channeling session started revealing to me is how I also insight act on raw creativity. I put the raw creativity into action so quickly before it comes into its full fruition. It's like a premature newborn and I'm making it come out into the world before it's ready. And that is a dangerous place to be putting that raw creativity. And when I say dangerous, I just mean that it makes everything harder as opposed to if I would just allow it some time and some spaciousness. And maybe you're somebody where you give it too much time and spaciousness and you don't put it into action fast enough. And again, that's why this discernment between insight and raw creativity is so crucial because when you know which tone it is, you know if it's ready for action or if it's asking for space. Typically, an insight that's asking for action comes with a tone that's very directive. For raw creativity, the more you hold it, the more you give it space to drop in, the more you're the observer of it, as we've been talking about, eventually it can turn into an insight. It can turn into that directive, that short, specific, actionable step. Creativity is going to trickle in until it's time for you to put your human effort behind it. Everything that we do in the co-creation process is a melding of of our human, 100% human and 100% spirit. And the human aspect is the action aspect. The physically putting our feet to the ground and hitting the pavement based on the guidance we're receiving from the higher place. And that comes in the form of an insight. 
you may have heard me share a story before of other times that I've received insights. They're very specific. Go to your grandmother's ice cream shop. Go here. Reach out to this person. Write about this. Write it here. My most recent one was I have a retreat coming up uh, in the near future and I got very clear insight. I started to write in my own personal journey and I got very directive, clear insight, write it in Facebook. And I moved my writing out of my journal onto the public platform. And it was, it was very clear. It was very direct. That was an insight. Now, the creation of this retreat is raw creativity. It's an unfolding. It's a mystery. I still don't know what it fully wants to be formed into. It's requiring patience. And eventually, while I'm holding this vision for the retreat and allowing it to take form and allowing it to be and witnessing it and seeing the little pieces trickle in, eventually, I will get another insight to put into action. So that's the interplay between insight and raw creativity. And this is where we collapse time. There is immense value in the insight act, taking action when it is a clear directive from God, universe, source, and so much value in being patient and allowing your creativity to unfold. And as you continue to evolve in your consciousness, as, I'm, as I am evolving in my own consciousness, I'm realizing this particular channeling session was for me and for you if you're called to it because I didn't have that discernment until it dropped in just a couple days ago. I didn't know the difference between an insight and raw creativity and what to do with it. My intuition was allowing me to follow the guidance in a certain way, but now I can bring it to form thanks to this discernment. Both are co-creation and both play together as a part of the co-creation process to bring to fruition the vision that you have on your heart, to co-create your reality. They just show up in different tones. There are so many layers to the co-creation process because it is an energetic process and energy is always moving and always changing. And this is why it requires discernment or hyper-awareness to be able to continuously, moment by moment, align with the quantum field, with the field of infinite creation. So this little nuance, this little aspect of creative impulses and how it comes in, and right now I'm identifying two tones, there's probably an infinite number of tones it comes in is one of the ways that we delineate those layers, that we have an opportunity to increase that hyper-awareness moment to moment. It's these little tiny shifts and awarenesses that support you in collapsing time and creating your life by bringing energy into matter. Both of these tones involve your intuition or your clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance. I'm sure there's other ones I'm not thinking of. But they're not my dominant ones. So it might be interesting for you to even, as you're leaning into, is this an insight or raw creativity? 
Is this fast, clear directive guidance? Or is it a shadow kind of, like a, 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 a beginning to take form guidance of raw creativity? And recognize if you receive those in different ways. So as I was holding that question, I realized that for me, when it's an insight, I receive it through clear audience. I hear it. I hear it like I hear it very in a very specific tone. However, when it's raw creativity, I see things. It's more my clairvoyance. I start to get little pictures, little images. And those continue to drop in. So this is just another layer that allows me and my guests, you, as you lean into it and hold that question, to discern when it's an insight that's asking for my action and when it's raw creativity asking for me to hold it and observe it and not run with it. So the beings of light, as I'm, I just love creating structures around things that actually aren't structure or even systemizable, if that's a word. So they, they appease me, you know, they really help my mind be happy by giving these systems and these structures to things that actually can't be formed or framed in this way. But it's helpful for us. It's helpful for us to merge our human with our spirit. And it's these structures and these forms that allow us to do that. And so this gives you something to wrap your brain around. This gives you two different tones. And it also gives you something to explore about how you experience those two tones, how you experience the difference. And the reason why this is important to understand as it pertains to our evolving consciousness and our ability to be aware of what's happening energetically at any given moment is because until you do, the best you can get is recreating everything you've already created because we have to rely on the mind. Without our intuition dropping in these creative impulses in these different ways, the only faculty we have available to us is our mind. And the best that the mind can do is recreate things that have already been created. And that does not lead to innovation or expansion or evolution. It just is simply a repeat, repeat, repeat of a broken record. It was funny, before this channeling session happened, actually the morning before it, I had a little hit uh, I suppose it would be a raw creativity impulse before the channeling session or just a little synchronicity. I was driving to the coffee shop and I was figuring out what playlist I wanted to play. It's spring here in Minnesota and I, I was in the mood for country. And I laughed because I was like, oh yeah, country in the summer, hip hop in the winter. That's my ammo. Those are the two tones that I listen to based on what's happening in my world. And then I get this channeling session where we're discerning between insight and raw creativity. And I'm realizing, huh, it's just like country versus hip hop. It's two different tones. And so... For me, Insight's like got that pop. It's got that like, you know, very quick staccato, um, fast beat. And raw creativity in my music world is like country. It's slow. We slow down. We soak in the moments. We um, relish in the sunshine. We're living a simple life in the summertime. So that, uh, that was just kind of funny to me. And again, an interesting way that Gus communicates with us and connects the dots in all these different ways. And we can actually connect them if we have hyper-awareness. 
And so it was just a fascinating little experience I wanted to share with you. So the important piece about this or the thing that I want to get across is that we get to leverage both of these. And when we only rely on insight act and don't allow for the spaciousness with raw creativity, we're limited. And when we give raw creativity all the spaciousness and then don't act on the insights, we're limited. And so these are the things that limit our capacity for co-creation. These are the things that keep us locked into relying on more effort than energy, which effort will always be limited. Energy is limitless. So there's some things for you to do to be able to tap into more of this raw creativity and insights. And also some guidance for you that if you aren't receiving the raw creativity or the insights to challenge yourself to do nothing until you do. This is where the magic really happens and it requires a deep level of trust. Imagine that. Either hold the raw creativity or act on the insight or do nothing. How much trust would that take for you? What would come up for you if you played that game even for a week. It's actually one of the exercises that I do with my private clients whenever they're in a time where they're confused and they're spinning and they don't know what to do and they're trying to figure it all out and they're hustling and they're busy but they're not getting anywhere is I challenge them to take two weeks to do absolutely nothing unless they get raw creativity or an insight to act on. To only do the things that bring them joy and nothing else until they receive an insight. And usually when the insight comes in, it's scary. Like it's not like joyful. It usually freaks you out or it doesn't make any sense logically or whatever it may be. And I can tell you every single time one of my clients has stepped into that challenge, pure magic has unfolded in their businesses and their lives. Opportunities falling out of the sky. They collapse time. So I invite you to explore if you'd be willing to do nothing except for whatever you receive an insight to take action on. And in the meantime, also holding that raw creativity. The more busy our mind is trying to figure things out, crank things out, staying um, busy, staying in the hustle, uh, staying overly focused on the goals and what it's going to take to get there, the less likely you're able to receive both the raw creativity or the insight, which is why you have to rely more on your human effort. So any given time that you don't know what to do, that you are confused, that you don't know your next step, so long as you have clarified what your desire is and you know what you want and you know what you want to experience, You can sit in the nothingness and also know that creative impulses will start to drop in. Just hold the question, hold the vision, and make space. And it'll show up. Another way to tap into these creative impulses in these couple of ways 
is to use some non-negotiables. Non-negotiables are the things that you know tap you into source, the things that you know get you present, get you connected. So for me, non-negotiables are spending time in nature, using essential oils, writing. Maybe for you, it's meditation or exercise. Just what are the things that get you so present and tapped in and connected? Some other ideas for me, new stimulating experiences. And it doesn't need to be anything like extravagant. It's just doing something different than I normally do. So if I typically go one way when I'm picking my kids up from school, maybe I'll go the long way. Just changing things up a little bit. That can shake a lot loose. Some other things that can increase your capacity to receive these creative impulses are clearing Clearing the clutter, emptying things out, making space. Creativity needs a place to land, which is why when we're in our heads and graspy and trying to figure everything out, there's no space for the creative impulses to come into. So one thing I'm super proud of talking about making space, just this week, I had an urge to finally tackle my email inbox. And I have to say... I have less than five emails across all of the different inboxes that are requiring my attention. So much spaciousness. And then I was called to channel for the first time in a long time yesterday. I don't think it's a coincidence that I am now speaking to you through this, with this message after clearing out my email inbox. So these are some of the things that can help you unlock even more of the creative impulses, the insights and the raw creativity. It is only through these creative impulses that we can shift paradigms, that something new is born. And it doesn't matter if that something is big or small or whatever it is. It's the realization that there's really three truths It's that I am, meaning I exist, I experience, which means I observe, and I create. Those are our three truths. I I exist, I experience, and I create. And understanding this like frames everything that you want to be bringing out into the world. This is what evolves consciousness. This is what brings forward new technologies. This is what brings forward anything that has never been created before. New art, new music, new things that literally shift the consciousness of the entire world. Because when we experience something new, raw expression, raw creativity, and real, we're moved. It entrains us into our own creative reservoirs. This is how energy is transformed. Einstein said, energy can't be created or destroyed, only transformed. This is how it's transformed, through these creative impulses and knowing what to do with them based on their tone. So just to recap a little bit about where we've ventured today. 
there are two tones of creative impulses. Insight, which is clear, directive, short, staccato, and raw creativity, which is long, short, requires patience, a holding, a curiosity, and awe. And there are many things that you can do to have those creative impulses drop into your field, which we talked about. So that's a wrap for today's episode. My intention for you is that you unlock even more of your creative potential, that you trust on an even deeper level, and that very soon I get to see you bringing new creations out into the world that serve yourself and serve the whole of humanity. All right, beautiful human. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and your contribution in raising your own frequency in the entire collectives. For more resources and bonus material, check out the link in the description of this episode. Until next time, happy manifesting.